opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those this of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right, I think we're going to get started. Um, we have a very uh, nice-sized group of participants already here and in the conference, which I really appreciate, and I want to first thank you for taking your Friday night. There's a lot of other things you could have been doing on a Friday night, but you chose to hang out with me, um, which is uh, pretty amazing in and of itself. So I hope it'll be <laughs> worth your time. And um, there we go. So this is a demo where we're going to talk about and demo uh, and provide some starting instructions for Mozilla Thunderbird. Um, I'm David Goldfield. Some of you know me, and some of you are people who I may have corresponded with in the past. I do see some familiar names here, but I also see a lot of people whose names are not familiar uh, to me uh, anyway. Obviously, they're they're familiar to you, um, but I don't know all of you, and um, perhaps some of you don't know anything about me, and that's kind of cool in a way. Um, so what I will do is start out by giving you a brief introduction of who I am and what I'm all about and why I'm doing this, and uh, then we'll talk about Thunderbird. Um, so I'm David Goldfield. Uh, I have actually been working in the assistive technology space for almost 30 years. It'll be 30 years next May. Um, I started out in the 90s working for a company that some of you, if you're past a certain age, will remember and hopefully remember fondly, which is Blazy Engineering. Uh, some of you who are rather young probably may not know what that is, and that's fine. Um, but I worked uh, for them doing a lot of things, primarily tech support and writing and product demos and all kinds of things. It was really a great experience, and it was a great way for me to start out in this field. Uh, Blazy Engineering um, was the producer of uh, some really well-loved products uh, such as the Braille and Speak and Type and Speak and Braille Light. And as I say, some of you who are past a certain age will probably have very fond memories of those devices, and those products are very close to my heart. Um, I then left the company and for quite some time was involved with product training, first starting out with blind children and then working with adults. I think my youngest student was around eight and my oldest was probably 80. Uh, certainly, many people under the age of eight are working with this technology now and many people above the age of 80 are as well. Um, I no longer provide training during the day. I'm now a product manager, uh, not the product manager, but a product manager uh, for Comcast working on their accessibility team. Uh, so I no longer do very much in the way of training professionally, but training and support has always been my first love. Uh, I am 
by the way, as probably most of you assumed, I am visually impaired. Uh, so I've been working with this technology myself. It's one of my passions, um, supporting it and, and working behind the scenes a little bit on development. That's always a, a real, a real kick in the head. And, um, uh, Doing these workshops on Friday nights, as I uh, semi-regularly do, is my way of keeping my my foot involved, so to speak, uh, in the waters of doing support and training. Um, in my spare time, I do run a bunch of technology mailing lists, including one on Office, one on Slack, uh, Microsoft Teams, uh, Zoom, as well as the mailing list for the Philadelphia Computer Users Group for the Blind and Visually Impaired. If any of you would like to get in touch with me, you can feel free to do that. My website is davidgoldfield.org. That's David Goldfield. It spells like it sounds, G-O-L-D-F-I-E-L-D.org. And you can email me at email at davidgoldfield.org. Um, bear in mind that I do work during the day, so I don't always get to personal emails as quickly as some people might like. So if you email me on a Sunday night, please don't expect to hear back from me on Monday morning, but I will respond uh, to your emails. Okay. Uh, that being said, I think that's enough of an introduction. So what I want to do tonight is show all of you a little bit about Mozilla Thunderbird, what it is, a little bit about how it works with screen readers. And yes, it does work with screen readers. So um, what is it? Well, you probably know if you've bothered to show up for this particular demo that Thunderbird is an email program, or as it's sometimes uh, often called technically an email client. Um, it's made by Mozilla which is M-O-Z-I-L-L-A. And if that name sounds familiar to some, some of you, uh, they are the company that produces the Firefox web browser that probably many of you continue to use. Um, Firefox has been accessible with screen readers for quite some time. Uh, there are, uh, unfortunately, some serious performance issues with JAWS, but my understanding is that these issues are being addressed. They are, uh, well, Freedom Scientific and Mozilla both know about them. And uh, I predict that they will be addressed. Um, however, you don't need to know anything about Firefox in order to use Thunderbird. So if you're wondering, well, is this dependent on Firefox? Do I need Firefox on my uh, PC in order for Thunderbird to work? You do not. So if you use another browser like Google Chrome or Microsoft Edge or Brave or Perish the Thought Internet Explorer, um, that's fine. You can continue to use whatever browser you want, and Thunderbird will work independently. So many people are using Outlook for email, and I don't have a problem with that. I actually use it every day for work, and I like Outlook. Um, but um, an Outlook is very accessible. It works very nicely with NVDA. It works very beautifully with JAWS. 
And I understand that it's working really well with the latest version of Narrator. It um, works even better uh, if you use Lisi, which is a third-party piece of software that works with JAWS. I don't want to go down uh, a rabbit hole with that because I could talk about that program uh, for the next hour and a half, which I don't want to do because that's not why you're here. Suffice it to say that Lisi is a third-party program. Uh, it is not made by Freedom Scientific, but it adds a lot of additional functionality that is just super cool. I can't recommend it enough. It only works in conjunction with JAWS, so sorry, NVDA uh, users or narrator users it won't work. But if you uh, if you do use it, uh, the developer added some really nice support to improve the accessibility of the Outlook calendar. And what I will say in conclusion to that is you can find out more about that by going to leasycentral.com. That's L-E-A-S-E-Y central.com. And you can probably learn everything you wanted to know about Lisi uh, from that website from Harchin Consultancy. It's a great program. Um, Outlook, though, has some downsides. Uh, it's a great program, but number one, it's not free. Um, if you already have it, then you already have it. But if you don't have it and you want it, you do have to pay something for it. You don't have to pay a lot for it uh, because you can get it even through a monthly subscription through Office 365, but you do have to pay for it. Um, it also, quite honestly, uh, if you have a much older and slower PC, uh, I think you're going to really feel that with Outlook. Outlook works really well with today's modern PCs, but for some older ones, I think you may find that the performance is going to be a bit slower than you might like. I have certainly seen that. And it can really make the program, quite frankly, not very desirable to use. Um, I don't want to scare people off from using Outlook. If you, you know, if you have it and it works well, then please continue to use it. I'm not trying to pull anybody off of Outlook. Thunderbird is an email program that is free. In fact, it's open source. Um, it will run on all modern versions of Windows. There is a version of Thunderbird for Mac, and there is a version of Thunderbird even for Linux. So if you happen to use Linux and you're using Orca or whatever screen reader you've got, um, it theoretically should work. I've never used it, so I you know, can't comment on it beyond that. Uh, bear in mind that we're going to be talking about the Windows version. Uh, I don't have a Mac here, and I haven't actually used a Mac in over four years. I'm not anti-Mac, by the way, so this is not a Mac versus you know PC thing. Um, but the PC is my uh, platform of choice, and I have no information about how Thunderbird performs with VoiceOver on the Mac. If any of you know about that and have had experience with Thunderbird on the Mac, either good or bad, uh, I would be very interested in hearing your thoughts 
about that and your experiences. So we're going to be talking about Thunderbird on Windows. Um, I'm using Windows 10, the latest public release, which is the May 2020 release, which is the 2004, or as most speech synthesizers pronounce it, the 2004 release of Windows 10 in 2020. It's kind of bizarre how that worked out. Um, but it will work on older versions of Windows. It should work very f nicely on Windows 7 for those who may still be on that. And I believe it still works even on some earlier versions as well. Um, Thunderbird will work with, uh, let's see, it'll work with JAWS. Uh, I'm using the August build of JAWS 2020. It'll work with that. It has a few quirks that we'll talk about, but it does work. And that's one benefit, honestly, of Outlook. Um, Outlook, you know, may have its issues, but really JAWS and Outlook work really well together. JAWS and Thunderbird work okay together and well enough that you'll be able to use it but there are some oddities, and I think once you get used to it, you'll be able to just tune them out and ignore them. Uh, Thunderbird does work rather well with NVDA. In some ways, there are quirks that you won't see with NVDA that you will see with JAWS and vice versa. Um, the last, I think I tried it with Narrator several versions ago, and it really didn't work very well. I don't know how well it works with Narrator. Uh, I probably should have taken a look with the latest version prior to this demo, and I didn't do that. Um, so I don't, however, think you're going to get very good results with Narrator, uh, even the latest version. But if you find otherwise, um, please let me know. Uh, that would be very cool. So for most of this demo, I'm going to be using JAWS. That happens to be my screen reader of choice uh, or my primary screen reader of choice. There will be a point where I'm going to switch over to NVDA. And there's a very specific reason for that. There is a specific function that I'm going to need in order to configure Thunderbird to do something that sadly JAWS doesn't allow me to do, but NVDA through the support of a third-party add-on does. Uh, that really shouldn't be the case, and I'm not I don't say that I like that, and I think that that could change, uh, especially if we advocate to Mozilla for that change. All right, um, so the first thing we need to talk about is if you don't have Thunderbird on your system, how do you get it? Um, not surprisingly, you get it through their website. There are several ways that you can get there. Um, you could find it by browsing through the Mozilla website at mozilla.org, but there is an easier way, uh, which is thunderbird.net. And uh, I'm actually going to go there and show you how to find this to download it. It's, it's pretty easy. Um, 
those of you who have already downloaded this and installed it are probably going to find this part of the demo very boring. In fact, I'll be quite honest, those of you who know Thunderbird very well will probably find this entire presentation to be a bit boring. This is really geared toward people who don't know very much or you know anything at all about Thunderbird, but may have heard about it or may just be curious. Um, oh, one other thing I should say is I mentioned that on some slower machines, uh, including the one that I'm using now, which is not the fastest machine on the block, um, Outlook can exhibit some very slow performance. And there are some things you can do to speed that up, but not always. Thunderbird, in my experience, is very snappy and very responsive to do things like opening messages and moving through messages and things of that nature, even on a slower machine uh, that may not have a huge amount of RAM. Uh, this machine is actually uh, uh, quite old, and I'm running Windows 10. Uh, it has 8 gigs of RAM, and as you'll see, once we set up Thunderbird, it really is is quite nice and uh, it's it's quite good. And so I've used it on a machine such as that and also a machine with an i7 from a few years ago with 16 gigs of RAM and it's equally responsive. Um, so if you're looking for an email program that's just really snappy, uh, Thunderbird may be very attractive to you. Um, I'm going to share the audio from my screen so that you can hear what I'm hearing. So if you will give me just a second, I will do that. And of course, we want to share the computer sound. Meeting controls. Okay. Mute currently. Audio settings. Start video. Mute. Stop. There we go. Bottom. Stop. Share. Alt plus S button. So I'm going to take it on faith that you guys can hear my audio. I've done some testing with this earlier, so I know that this should work. Um, I, I don't have a mixer currently, so I'm kind of trusting Zoom to do what it's supposed to do, and it should work. I'm going to apologize to iOS users um, for reasons I am not entirely sure of. Although I have a set, I have an idea now of what is going on, um, you may hear the earcon, which is the little noise that you hear when an app opens or when a web page opens, and you may hear this repeating quite a lot during my screen share. I'm not happy about that. I will apologize in advance for it, and I don't at the moment know what to do to solve for that. Uh, if anybody has any ideas, please feel free to email me. I would love to know that. Don't email me now. I won't be reading it. Uh, but uh, it'll help me for the next time I do this. So I'm going to go to Thunderbird. Dialogue. Type the name of a pro desktop. Uh, the browser that I happen to be using is Brave. That happens to be my browser of choice. It's very privacy-focused, and I really like that. Meeting controls. JAWS O manual. Meeting controls. Stop. Taskbar JAWS 20. Taskbar Zoom 2 running. There we go. Gray 1 running window button Had menu. A little bit of... Thunderbird M yeah, made email easier. Thunderbird. Now, if you hear that noise that happens when a web page loads, I'm using the Lisi add-on that I talked about earlier, and it has a feature that when a web page loads, it plays that little bell sound. Um, 
Some people may find it annoying. Some people may find it very cool. I actually find it very cool to the point where when I'm on a computer without that, um, it feels very incomplete to me. So I'm going to go Thunderbird to the email top of this page. And I'm on the Thunderbird page. Navigation region. List of seven items. And the first link is features, which we're not going to get to. But if you want to know all the cool things that Thunderbird can do, this is the link you go to. You can read about the features. Um, and it really does quite a lot for you know a free email program. Link now, there are add-ons. That's what that last link was. I'm going to slow down this speed Slower. just a bit for those who may be struggling with the speed. There are add-ons for Thunderbird itself. You could think of them as apps for Thunderbird, things, uh, programs that provide you with some additional functionality. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that except for one um, which will be pretty important once we get it set up. Um, I'm not going to go into that. That's get involved. If you want to help Mozilla make Thunderbird better by either writing code or going through documentation, link get, get help. help. Link about us. Link log. Link donate. List end. Okay. Navigation heading now, level one may be easy. Thunderbird virtual find. Used to be at the top. top, so I'm just going to use the find command to look for the link. Link that free says download. free download, and that's what I want. So we'll press enter to go to that page, and uh, we will actually download this and install it. Save as dialog. File name. Edit combo. Thunderbird setup 78.2.2.x. Okay. So um, this particular, in this profile, it brings up the save dialog. Um, in my regular profile, it just starts downloading the file, which is what I uh, prefer that it does. So I'm just going to start this download. Banner region. Give to Thunderbird. Give to Thunderbird. Okay. Well, we're not going to give to Thunderbird right now, but there's... Give to Thunderbird. Give to Thunderbird. Alert. Downloading. 24 seconds left. Okay, that was 24 seconds Alert, left. download complete. Okay, so now my download is complete. I'm going to do an Alt F4 because I don't need to be on this web page anymore. Title is and I'm going to go into my downloads folder. Running applications toolbar. Uh, with, I have a hotkey set up to open that, so I just pressed Control-Alt-D. I have hotkeys to open up all of my uh, documents and downloads folders. Earlier this week. Today expanded Thunderbird setup 78.2.2.exe. Okay, so the name of this is Thunderbird 78.2.2.exe because that is the current version. It is up to version 78. Um, I think I started using Thunderbird at version 3. Window so I'm going to install this. Items view multi select. Thunderbird setup 78.2.2.exe. And Thunderbird I did not setup. place my focus in the install window. Zoom. Jaws home meeting controls. 41% extracting. Go. Cancel button. Downloads. Items view. Setup.x button. Downloads. Items view. Multi-select list box. I the hope that the audio from Zoom is coming through. This will be a terrible debut for me if you don't hear my audio anymore. Thunderbird setup. Zoom. JAWS Home Meeting there Control, Mozilla Thunderbird Setup, next button. So there are some screens here. We're not going to go through all of this. I'm just going to 
press enter on the next button. Mozilla Thunderbird setup dialog. Setup type choose setup options. Standard radio button. Now I can choose standard or a custom install. Uh, for the sake of time, we will. Checking existing installation. Dialog. Checking existing installation. Checking existing installation. Mozilla Thunderbird setup dialog. Summary ready to start installing Thunderbird. Just in case now, there's a button that says upgrade. It's saying that because I already have Thunderbird on here. If you are installing this for the first time, it will probably say install button. Cleaning up the now, bird cage. you did hear that correctly. It actually said cleaning up the bird cage. Um, it used to do that with Firefox. So that's kind of something that Mozilla does. They find that very amusing. So it's cleaning up. 93% complete. 93% complete. Copying one item from Mozilla and Thunderbird. Mozilla maintenance. Launch Mozilla Thunderbird. Now and it's check done. Check. And there's launch. a checkbox that says, you know, I can launch Mozilla Thunderbird now, which is, of course, what I wanted to finish do. Button. And I will go to the downloads. Finish I don't do multi Thunderbird setup 78 point title. Is close downloads. this downloads folder because we don't need it. Zoom. Jaws O Manual. Meeting controls. David okay. Speeds Mozilla Thunderbird. David Speeds now, Mozilla Thunderbird. I have been in this program before. So when you install Mozilla Thunderbird, you are not going to hear it say David's Feeds. If you do really want to know about that, uh, because that's a major security breach, uh, what you will probably be in is a dialogue to set up a an email account. David Feeds tab selected. Preview David Feeds page has nine regions, five heading, account settings button. Now, manage feeds subscriptions I am button. Going Search to messages look for manage message connection. Create a new cal. Create a new address. Connect to your setup. Fill. Connect the feeds. Connect to a news and group button. We're going to get to it. Like Preview David Feeds black down pointing local so folder. Local folders account set main region. Account settings button. Search messages. Manage message. Connect to your. Create a new. Create a new. Connect to your. Setup filling button. Connect to feeds button. Menu bar. Menu tools. Leaving menus. Connect to feeds button. Account settings document. Preview local fold for. Account actions alt plus shift plus a button menu. Actions button. You probably won't have to tab through all of this. Context menu. Add mail. When you get to the account actions button, this is not obvious, but that's what you would go to to set up a new account. When I um, when I did that, add mail account. Probably hear my chimes. That's another Lisi feature. Add, so I can add, account, add a, four. a mail, add account, mail account, which is what I'm going to do here. I can add a add chat, chat account. account. A chat account, uh, you can use uh, Google Talk and IRC and a few other chat services. I have not actually done that. Add you can add account. a feed account. Uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but you can use Thunderbird as an RSS feed reader. Um, some of you are probably very familiar with this, and some of you uh, probably think that I just spoke Greek. Um, essentially, uh, Thunderbird will allow you to look at different feeds, uh, lists of articles from different news websites or blogs, and um, 
it's it's a little bit of drama to set that up, um, but it is accessible. Add you other can account. Add a, four, uh, four. They call it other account, which is really for news groups. If you're into that sort of thing, set uh, default unavailable. Go to add, 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 add mail account. account. Leaving menus. Set up your existing your name. Now it demo. wants to. I pressed enter on add a new mail account. It said enter your name, and you heard it say product demo. Uh, that's obviously not a very appropriate person's name, but that's the name on this demo profile that I'm using. I'm just going to type in my full name. Email address. Edit your now, email address. Now the email address is obviously the email address that you. Are going to be using. Um, I am going to be Invalid using davidgoldfield.fnw, which stands for Friday Night Workshops at gmail.com. I Invalid. would respectfully ask that you guys not email me at that address. Not that I don't want to hear from you, but this is kind of a temporary throwaway address that I'm likely not to check. Email address gmail.com. And of course, password. it wants the password, which is pretty important. So we'll enter that. I have a nice long password. Remember password check. And as you can checked. probably guess, I'm navigating from one item to the next by pressing the tab key. It said, do you want to remember the password? You'll notice it's checked by default, and that's probably good as long as you're the only person using the computer that you're using. Um, I prefer this so that I don't have to keep entering a password every time I check my mail. Configure manually. Now, there's a button, button that says configure manually. Um, we're not going to worry about that, and you shouldn't have to worry about that either. Uh, that's for accounts where you need to enter the names of, you know, IMAP servers or incoming and outgoing servers. Back in the day, when I first started doing this, that was actually something that you had to do. You had to know all that stuff. You can just ignore this. If you're using an account from a, a very well-known provider, for example, Gmail or Outlook.com or, or uh, Comcast or you know whatever your cable or um, internet provider is, you shouldn't have to worry about manually configuring this. Uh, there's a button, cancel alt, button, and I'm going to tab button, over alt, to the continue button and press enter. Set up your existing email address. And JAWS said uh, set up an existing email address. Um, button, alt, and I'm going to tab again, and there's a done button. Now, there, there are, is a lot of information on the screen. We could review it, but in the interest of time, I'm not going to do that. Loading, Mozilla Thunderbird. Preview loading, Mozilla Thunderbird. Alert, Dav alert, davidjoldfield.fnw at gmail.com received two new messages. Okay. Um, so hopefully if the sound is going through, if the, for some reason the sound isn't going through, I'm trying to do enough audio description for you. Um, I know that it was, but I'm just a bit concerned that... Uh, since I had to respond to the user account control prompt, I hope that Zoom didn't blow out my audio. If for some reason it did, I will do my best to provide good audio description uh, for those of you who are visually impaired. I say that somewhat uh, tongue-in-cheek um, so that you'll know what I'm hearing. And I'll apologize if the audio has, for some reason, that cut out. Uh, so, so the... 
email uh, has gone through. Now, when you're using Gmail and configuring it for the first time, you may get some additional prompts from Google. Google is very security conscious. Now, they're not always very privacy conscious, um, so, but they are very security conscious. And when you set this up with Gmail, Google may kind of, I don't want to say intervene, uh, but it may come up and say, hey, we really want to make sure that this is you and we'd really like you to enter your email address and your password and you may have to enter and you may have to uh, enter uh, good. I was just told by my brother who is listening in that my audio is coming out great. So thank you so much, Jason, for that info. That um, uh, I'll sleep much better tonight, actually. Um, so um, Google may come up and say, hey, um, could you enter your email address again, please, and your password? And it may ask you for some additional info, again, because from Google's perspective, it's saying, whoa, something's trying to access Gmail. This Thunderbird thing is trying to access your email, and we really want to make sure that this is really you. So as much of a pain in the neck as that is for, for you as a user, it's actually very good because it's making it, it's really showing you that Google is trying to secure your account. I'm not saying, again, that Google is the most privacy conscious of uh, companies, but security conscious uh, in that sense, they are. All right. Um, so we now hopefully have this gmail.com open one to four. So this is the, you could call it the folder list or the folder tree view. People who use Outlook or for that matter, Outlook Express or Windows Mail or Windows Live Mail or Windows 10 Mail, or whatever Microsoft happens to call it at the time. Um, some of this will be very familiar. And what isn't familiar, we're going to beat it into shape, so to speak, and make it familiar. So this is the title of the email in this list of folders, which is my email address. Gmail.com. Open. One to four. Okay. It said open. And now if I press down arrow, I should be in a list of folders. Preview server settings. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm still Savageal. in the account settings account dialog. Account settings. So what I want to do settings. is close this. Local folders. Mozilla Thunderbird. Local. Now, what I'm going to do is developer document we're gonna do local a, folders tab selected preview local. i'm gonna hit the tab key now i'm in the folder list so Savage old field dot. Uh, i just pressed the home key to go to the top and now gmail.com open one of three that's what i'm looking for okay now i'm gonna hit down arrow level one inbox two one of two said inbox too. Now you heard a beep um that's not something jaws does that's a leasy feature it produces tones to let me know if things are happening, kind of like the ascending tones that NVDA does or that Window Eyes used to do. Inbox two, one of so two. it says inbox two. That means I have probably two unread messages. Gmail open. In, and now there's Gmail folder. And if I Level go down, two. Drafts. One of seven. there's drafts. 
Sent mail. Sent mail. All mail. All mail. Spam. There's a spam folder. Trash. Trash. This will be very familiar to most of you who have been doing email for a while, particularly Gmail. What interests me, obviously, is we want to get to the inbox. So I'm still in this folder tree view. I'm going to press level the home zero. key, field. and it's reading the email address. I'm going to arrow down, level one. Inbox two. One of two. and this is what I want, the inbox. I want to go to the inbox, so as you might expect, I'm going to press the tab key. Uh, you used to be able to do that in Outlook. Now you have to press the uh, control tab key um, with newer versions of Outlook. But in older versions of email programs, you could tab from here into the mailbox, and I'm going to do that now. List view, not selected, finish setting up your new Google account. And now I'm in the list of messages. I'm going to do shift tab, and that'll move me back to the list of folders. Inbox two. And now I'm in the list of folders with inbox and spam and trash and all of that. Uh, let's tab back. List view. Not selected. Finish setting up your new Google account. Google Community Team 9 slash 10 slash 2020. 11 14 p.m. Okay. Now it's reading me the email message with the subject, who it's from, and the date it was sent. So it's from the Google Community Team, and the subject was finish setting up your email account or something like that. Uh, as you would expect, I'm going to press the down arrow. Security alert, Google 9 slash 10 slash 2020, 11.25 p.m. That's also from Google with the subject of security alert. Um, that's probably just Google letting me know that, hey, this third-party Thunderbird thing was trying to log into your account. And when that happens, Google sends you an email. Unread Little Women, David Goldfield, 5.50 p.m. Now, these are some emails that I sent as tests. So the first one was from me, David Goldfield, with the subject, Little Women. Uh, why is it called Little Women? Because I have some of the text from the book Little Women by Louisa May Alcott as uh, a sample. Don't worry, we're not going to read the whole book Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. Uh, uh, we'll hit the down arrow. Unread FWD, Blind Philly Comp Webinar, reading with Bookshare and Voice Dream Reader Wednesday, September 16th, 1st colon 00 p.m. Eastern okay. Time, David Goldfield, 5.50. This was from me, David Goldfield, and it said FWD, Blind Philly Comp Bookshare Webinar. It was a forwarded message from the Philadelphia Computer Users Group for the Blind um, about an upcoming webinar from Bookshare. We'll just do one more. Oh, is that it? I guess I don't have any. I thought I had one more email. I don't know if you noticed something very odd here. Um, unread Little Women, David Goldfield, 5.50 p.m. It said unread, which is fine. That lets me know that I have not opened the message. And it said Little Women, which is the subject. It said David Goldfield, that's who it's from, 5.50 p.m. Do you notice something a little odd, possibly annoying. To me, it's very annoying. For reasons that I do not understand or know, Thunderbird, by default, I didn't do this, places the subject of the message first before the sender. This is very atypical behavior from any email program that I have used. Um, and like many of you, I've used quite a bunch of them. 
what you normally hear is unread if it hasn't been opened. And then you would, if there's an attachment, you would hear attachment. And then you would hear the sender first, then the subject, and then the date. So what I would expect to hear is unread, David Goldfield, Little Women, 5.50 p.m. Now, you'll notice it didn't mention a date. The reason why is that if the message is from today, Thunderbird skips the date. I kind of like that part. Um, so if I don't hear a date, I know that this was sent at 5.50 p.m. today. If I open Thunderbird tomorrow and look at the same message, I will hear unread, Little Women, that's the subject, David Goldfield, that's the sender, and then I'll hear 9 slash 11 slash 20, 5.50 p.m. That part, I don't mind. I think that's actually really efficient, and I cannot recall if Outlook does the same thing. But what bugs me is that I'm hearing the subject first. Security alert, Google 9 slash Security alert is the subject. Google is the sender. What I want to hear is Google security alert or... Unread Little Women, David Goldfield, 5.50 p.m. I want to hear unread David Goldfield, Little Women, 5.50 p.m. My guess is that's probably true for most of you. But Thunderbird, again, for reasons I'm not sure of, puts the subject first. Now, there are some valid reasons for why you might want to do that at certain times. Maybe you're looking for a message in a, in a list by subject, um, and that might be convenient to hear that at certain times. So I'm not saying we should never have it this way. But in my opinion, we shouldn't have it as a default. But my opinions aside, the question is, what, what can we do about it? Well, with Outlook, you can, in a very accessible way, may not be obvious how to do it, but there is a way accessibly where you can choose which headers, and by headers I mean from, and the subject, and the date, and the time, and whether it's read or not, and whether it has an attachment. You can shift the order of these headers. You can have it do whatever you want. And JAWS does one even better with a feature that they call Customize List View. So you don't even have to physically change the order of message of the headers in Outlook if you don't want to. You can just tell JAWS, hey, JAWS, I want to hear the uh, subject first this time. And you can even say, read the title. So you can have JAWS say subject before it reads the subject. So this is one benefit of using JAWS with Outlook. There are a few barriers here with Thunderbird that we don't have currently in Outlook. Number one, customized list view currently doesn't work with JAWS and Thunderbird. Um, this is something that I hope freedom that I would like Freedom Scientific to address. Um, but that's not even the worst problem with this. The worst problem is that there is a way in Thunderbird to choose the order of the headers. However, it is almost impossible to do it independently with JAWS. 
Um, I have done it with NVDA uh, with their object navigation and drag and drop commands. I've done it. You can do it, but you really have to know what you're doing and you have to think about it as you're doing it. You can't just do it if you're in a hurry and you're half asleep. Uh, it is probably doable with JAWS using the touch cursor and the JAWS drag and drop commands. I haven't been able to do it. Um, the problem is that Thunderbird currently, unless they've just recently added this and I'm not aware of it, but they don't have a way of manipulating the order of the headers with the keyboard, believe it or not. Did they do it deliberately or maliciously? No, I'm sure they didn't. It was probably an oversight. And what I think I really ought to do is go on their uh, Bugzilla, which is a, um, a bug tracker, and I should really file an accessibility bug with them and see if we could get that moving. And if any of you have a Bugzilla account with Mozilla, and if it hasn't already been filed, please feel free to do so because it's, you know, advocacy of this type and, and going through these channels is the only way we're going to get, you know, get this stuff fixed. Um, it's easy to complain about these things and grumble about it, but ultimately sometimes advocacy uh, really can win the battle. And um, I, I think that's the case here, but currently it's, impossible or nearly impossible to adjust the headers with JAWS. This is where I'm going to cut out JAWS and show you NVDA, uh, because NVDA actually has a way of doing this in a very accessible way. And this is something that is, you know, even if you are you know, a 100% pro JAWS and you, you're not a big NVDA fan, I mean, that's fine. But, you know, this is one reason why not only should blind people have more than one browser on their computer, but you honestly should have more than one screen reader on your computer as a standby method. In the early days of computers, that was not always realistic. Um, when I was first getting into this and when many of you were getting into this, screen readers were $500 a pop. So if someone were to say, oh, you should really have two or three screen readers, you could say, well, yeah, well, I'm not going to spend $1,500 on three screen readers. And that's a very reasonable objection. Nowadays, though, uh, NVDA is free, so there's no cost to you. The commands for using NVDA are very similar to JAWS. I, I, I'm not going to go into a whole big thing about this because I don't want to go into the weeds here. But trust me, if you're a JAWS user and you have not used NVDA and you've been kind of avoiding it because you've decided you don't like it, again, that's fine. There are things I don't like and I don't use them. But the commands, uh, particularly on the web, are uh, surprisingly similar. And consequently, if you're an NVDA user, uh, you can get an annual license for JAWS for $90 a year. And if that's not feasible, you can at least have a, a demo that lasts for 40 minutes. And now, of course, you 
you know, narrator is becoming a pretty decent screen reader in its own right. So um, I would really recommend for reasons, for situations like this, have a backup screen reader, especially if you're a JAWS user, because it won't cost you anything. You've already got narrator as a backup screen reader. Put NVDA on your system as a backup. It'll cost you nothing. The learning curve is much uh, not as steep as you might think. And it doesn't mean you have to use it and become an NVDA expert. All it means is that if JAWS is not able to do a specific thing for you, it might be possible with NVDA and vice versa, by the way. So uh, now that I've gone into that spiel, um, NVDA actually has a third-party add-on, which is also free, uh, which allows you to accessibly independently manipulate the headers. I'm going to show you that in just a second, but I will show you just how responsive um, uh, Thunderbird is. So let's go to this message. Secure the alert on Red Little Women, David Goldfield, 550. Okay, let's press enter to open that. Little Women inbox, David Goldfield. Okay, I pressed control, but you see that it, it started reading almost immediately. And this computer, as I said, is not the fastest thing on the block. Um, whatever possessions I might have, this computer is not one that you would envy. Um, but yet it works really well with Thunderbird. So, you know, it'll, I'll go to the top. Little women. And it, now this is another thing that JAWS does that NVDA doesn't do. JAWS always reads the title not only does it read it, it puts the title of the message on the very top line. The that little women is not the first line of the message, by the way. It's the title of the message. If I want to read the first line of the message, I can arrow down. Blank. Heading level three, chapter one. And there's a chapter at a heading, heading level. level three, playing pilgrims. And there's the title playing pilgrims. Blank. Christmas won't be Christmas. And without. there's the, the book, but we're not going to read the book. Trust me, we'll be told seven in the morning with that Blank. and uh i would make a lot of enemies but uh um, level three playing okay but if i go to the top little women it's reading little women and it's actually there so um echo what and, and it does this on the web too so uh, if you're on a web page and the title of the web page is american council of the blind but the first line might say skip to main content nvda as the first line would say skip to main content jaws counts the title as the first line now there are you could debate whether this is actually a good thing and if you're a purist and you know HTML, you might actually say that what JAWS is doing is correct. Um, I'm not going to get into that debate, but it does this with email as well. So if I send you an email with the subject of what's up and you respond and the uh, it says, uh, and your, your subject is re or re colon what's up, when I press enter, I'm going to hear re what's up. That's actually going to be the first line of the message, and it's harmless, uh, but it's just it's just a little odd because not only does NVDA not do that, but JAWS does not even do that with Outlook. 
if the first line of your message is, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Is going to be line one of the actual message, which in my opinion is what it should do. Because if I want to know the title, I can just press insert T. Title is Little Women Inbox Dav- And I've got it. So I don't you know, know why JAWS is doing this. And it, and it may not even be deliberate. Um, another thing that JAWS occasionally does that NVDA doesn't do is along with the title, you might hear something like X Unicode. So you might hear X dash Unicode Little Women. Um, there's nothing at the moment you can do about that. You just ignore it or you hit control or you hit down arrow and that's 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 fine. Um, you'll notice that it is reading headings and just like you would expect from any program, if there are links in the message or other headings, um, JAWS will identify those and you could press tab to move to those or whatever hotkey you've set up. Little uh, so if I want to move to the next heading, I can, in this message, I can press H. Chapter 1, heading level 3, playing pilgrims and wrapping the top. Chapter 1. Now, I don't have any other chapters because I only pasted a sample here, um, but I could press H or, you know, L if there's a bulleted list of items or a numbered list. Uh, I could... Um, you know, press any of the valid single letter navigation keys. I happen to have the letter K move to the next link with shift K to the previous link. That's not something JAWS does by default, but I set that up in navigation quick key manager because that's how NVDA does it. And I had been using NVDA for about 10 years before I switched back to JAWS as my primary screen reader. So uh, I could press K if there are links here. Link www.davidgoldfield.org. And there is a link here. Now, davidgoldfield.org is obviously not going to be found in Little Women. Um, that would be really cool uh, if it was, uh, but, but it's not. That's part of my signature. So when I pressed K, it moved to the next link in the message which is uh, my website. Um, If I press escape, it leaves the message and goes back to the message list. That is new behavior in Thunderbird. It used to be that opening up a message would open it up in a new tab. And if you wanted to have messages open up in the same window where you could just press escape to close it, you had to make an adjustment in a setting. I don't think you have to do that anymore. Um, but if you do notice that, hey, I press escape and it's not closing the message and returning to the inbox, temporarily, you can press control F4 to close the message. Not alt F4, uh, but control F4. Let's stop that. Uh, it's nine o'clock. I don't know if the community channel is going to continue to air this. Um, if they don't, that's perfectly fine. If there's something else that they need to get to, the official schedule was we were going to end at 9.30. I'm going to try to do that and still leave time for questions. Um, if anyone has to leave, it goes without saying. Nobody is obligated to hang out during this entire presentation. You certainly are feel, you know, free to come and go as you, as you like. Um, so 
Um, Little Women, David Goldfield, five. Uh, I'll show you a few Thunderbird commands, and then uh, we're going to open NVDA and show you how to shift these uh, headers around so that we can have it being displayed in a way that's a little bit more tolerable for my ears. Um, many of this is going to feel very familiar with other email programs. Suppose I want to send uh, a new message uh, to someone. I can press Control-N for new message. No big surprise. Edit. And it said to field edit. edit. And I'm going to type in the email address that I want to send this to. And if it's an email address that you've already used, uh, by the way, any email address that you enter here, this, this can be a good thing and it can be a really problematic thing. But by default, any email address that you reply to or that you enter automatically goes in your address book. Some people will find that really annoying, and other people will probably be cheering so loud that I'll probably be able to hear them. Uh, this is something that Outlook Express used to do. I think if you replied to someone for you know up to three times, it would then put that recipient in your address book. Thunderbird does that automatically. So I'm going to send an email to myself. To edit David. To edit davidjoldfield.fnw. Now, normally, it would have filled this in Two with one if address. I had used Use left arrow key to focus on it. Edit. Now, this is something new with Thunderbird. When I press the tab key, it said two with one address. Field. And it said press the left arrow key to go to it. So when I pressed left arrow, Blank. it read the address again. Gmail.com. If I wanted to delete it at this point, I could hit the delete key. I'm going to press the tab key. Subject edit. Alt plus and there's S. the subject, and we'll just call it test. Edit. And I'll press the tab key, and I'll just write, hi, this is a test. I can read that back easily. Hi, this is a test. And H. so there you go. This is a test here. Blank, blank, blank. Now, I don't have a signature in this particular profile, uh, but certainly you can. If you want to, there is a way to accessibly um, write your own signature to send it. You press Control Enter. Send message dialog. Send button. Now, the first time you press Control Enter, it brings up a dialog and it said send message dialog and there's a send button. And if I press the tab key, cancel button. Are you sure you are ready to send this message? Do not show me this dialog box again. Checkbox not checked. Okay. Send button. So why is it doing this? Uh, and is it going to do this every time I press Control-Enter? No, it won't. Um, for the first time when you use Control-Enter, Thunderbird wants to make sure that you really intended to send it and that it wasn't just a mistake. But I do want to use Control-Enter to send it. Cancel so what I'm going to do... Are you sure you are ready to send this do not show me this dialog box again. Checkbox not checked. Now check. I'm going to check this by pressing the space Checked. bar so that it says, "Are you you know don't show me this dialog again?" So that in the future when I press Control Enter, it'll just send it as you would expect. Send button. And we'll press Enter here. Message test Thunderbird. Message test Thunderbird. Now you're hearing inbox field alert. Some tones. Uh, again, that is Lisi giving me some progress tones, letting me know that stuff is going on. Uh, if I were using JAWS without Lisi, you'll probably just hear some percentages. So you might hear something like 50%, 100%. Um, I happen to prefer 
ear cons sometimes instead of those percentages. Little Women, David Gold. Okay. You also heard the sound that tells me I have new mail, so hopefully the mail that I sent to myself. Unread FWD blind. Unread test gmail.com 9.04 p.m. Okay. I'm going to reply to this, and just as you would expect, I would press Control-R. Reply, edit. Edit. Reply, edit. I don't know why it said edit twice, but that's all right. Um, I'll just write hi, and we'll send it. And this time when I press Control-Enter, Sending message read test dialogue status. Gonna press list view unread test dialogue. Okay, so um, this time, as I would have hoped, when I press Control Enter, there is no dialogue asking me to confirm that I really want to send the message, which is obviously what I want. So as you can see, this should feel, if I can use that term, like the email programs that you've used in the past, whether it's Outlook Express or Outlook or Windows Mail or e- even Eudora, uh, if you guys remember that. Most of these email programs are very similar. Uh, one thing that I noticed Thunderbird is not displaying, and I'm going to deliberately have it display this, is a message preview. This is very typical in email programs. So I'm going to move up here to the Little Women message. Unread double Little Women, David Goldfield, 5.50 p.m. Okay. Now, of course, I can still press enter to open it. But if I press the tab key... From David Goldfield, david.goldfield at outlook.com as pop-up. So instead of moving to the list of folders, it's saying who it's from. And I'm going to press tab again. Add to address book graphic. Uh, that's an add to address book button to subject, add me. Little women. There's the subject. I'm going to press tab. To avagildfield.fnw. It says, it says edit says contact graphic. Read only edit. 5.50 p.m. Little Women document. And now if I press the Land. tab key, level three, I'm tab. in the Little Women w- document. W- if I hit tab, it moves to the Inbox, signature. Now I'm in the folder list. list view, now little. I'm in the message list in my inbox. Um, this can be a bit annoying, uh, especially for those of us who are visually impaired who use the tab key to move around. Um, in order to turn this preview off, you can do it by, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can press F8. Now, I have JAWS set for no key echo, so you didn't hear anything, but the preview is gone. So now if I press tab. Inbox gmail.com tab selected, one of one. It just read the uh, name of the account and it said tab. I'll explain that in a second and I'll hit tab again. Preview inbox. Now the tree view. List view, Little Women, David Gold, and the inbox. So F8 is a way to turn that preview off quickly. Um, another way you could get to all of the Thunderbird settings is through its menus. Now, I personally don't have a problem with the ribbons. I understand why Microsoft implemented them. From a visual perspective, there are some definite advantages to it, but there are many people, both blind and sighted, who still to this day, after 12 years, really hate the ribbon. And it's not just blind screen reader users. Um, 
My wife is not, and she is cited, is not a fan of the ribbon, actually. And she has no problem um, seeing she does not use keyboard shortcuts. Of course, she doesn't use a screen reader. Her reasoning is, I guess, similar to a blind person's reasoning, is, is it, she can't find anything in the way that she used to be able to find things. When I used to teach, I used to use the example of, it's a little bit like someone saying, oh, uh, while you were sleeping last night, I came into your apartment or your house, and I reorganized all of your stuff, and I moved your furniture around, and I moved everything in your spice cabinets, and everything in your fridge, and all of your other possessions. I've reorganized them, and it's now going to be better than it ever was, and you're going to love it. Now, aside from the fact that you have a problem with someone coming into your house and moving your stuff around without your permission, your next objection after you have that person arrested is going to be, yeah, well, that's all well and good, but I can't find anything now. And the person says, oh, well, it's great, though. It's so organized this way. The way you had it before, everything was all disorganized. It wasn't really great. The way I did it, I made it really efficient. And your attitude, again, aside from being outraged that someone even did this in the first place, your attitude is, is going to be, yeah, but now it doesn't matter whether you liked my system. I can't find anything. And that's kind of how we see the ribbon. Um, and Microsoft essentially did that. They kind of said, hey, while you were sleeping, um, we just took everything you're familiar with and we just kind of moved it all around and we think it's much better. And by the way, you can't go back to the old system. Now, again, I don't personally have a problem with the ribbon, um, but for those who do, you will be very pleased to know that Thunderbird, and this is actually true with Firefox as well, uses the traditional old school, old style menu bar. It may be one of the few programs that you'll ever use that still does. So if I want to see what the what's in the menu bar, I'll press the Alt key. Menu bar, file one of eight. JAWS says menu bar, file. You probably haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, just like a menu bar, I can press the right arrow. Edit two of eight. View three of eight. Go four of eight. Message five of eight. There's a message menu. Events and tasks six of eight. Inbox navigable field oh, tools. There we go. Events and Events tasks, and tasks. Six of eight. Tools seven of eight. There's a tools menu. Help eight of eight. And a help menu. Uh, if I want to go into the file menu, I can press Alt F for file just like I could press Alt-E for edit, or Alt-V for view, or Alt-T for tools. So we'll just press Alt-F for file. Menu, file menu, new sub-menu, one of three. And now I can press down arrow. So again, this should feel like the, well, it is like the old menus that you used to use in Outlook Express and Internet Explorer and Word 2003 and, you know, all of that stuff. I'm not making fun, by the way, of people who like the menu bar. There is something that's really nice about it. Um, I, I just don't struggle as much with the ribbon, and um, but that's just me. I respect people who hate it. If you hate it, well, you hate it.
what what can I tell you? So in the file menu, menu there's one. a new sub menu. I'll we'll visit that in just a second. Open sub menu. There's an open menu. Close control plus W. There's a three close three. menu, and it mentioned a hotkey or what we call an accelerator key. Control W will close, for example a message or a draft of a message that we're working on without totally closing Thunderbird completely. Save control plus shift plus S unavailable. Save, you'll notice it's a little different instead of control S, it's control shift S. Save and close unavailable. Save and close. Save a sub menu. Three I want to go to the new submenu. Save so I'm new submenu up. one of three. And uh, I'm gonna press uh, or the right arrow to open message that. control plus N one of three. Now, so I'm in the new menu, so that means you can do a new alert. Okay, I just got new email. Um, so that's cool. So I can do a new message. Message control plus N one of three. Or it's reminding me that I can press Control N for that. I'm gonna press down arrow. Event control plus I two of three. I can create a new event with Control I. Why do they use Control I for event? Instead of Control E, ask Mozilla. I have no idea. Task Control plus D three of three. Control D for task folder one of uh, two. Create a new folder, which I want to kind of quickly visit. That save search two of two. Um, get a new mail search. account one of six. You can get a new mail account. Existing mail okay. account. Two. But I want to go to new chat account, feed account, other accounts, calendar. Address book contact. I'm going to talk about the events and the calendar in just a second, and I'm not going to have many good things. Chat contact message control plus n event task folder one of two. Creating a new folder allows you, as you might have guessed, to create folders with your own names. So you already have folders like inbox and outbox and drafts and spam and trash and all of that. Um, but you can create your own folder one of two. And I'm going to do that. Leaving menus, new folder dialog, name, edit, alt plus N. And I'm just going to call this folder test. Not feeling very original today. I'm sorry about that. We'll hit the tab key. Created a subfolder of combo box horizontal inbox on Okay. This is somewhat similar to Outlook. Uh, it said create as a subfolder of. It's defaulting to inbox. That means that if I do this, the test folder is going to be created within the inbox folder. Uh, there are some benefits to that, but that's not my personal preference. I just want it to be one of the main folders along with inbox, not inside of inbox. Uh, again, th there's nothing wrong with doing that. This is just a preference issue. To get the list of items that I can choose, I have to press alt down arrow. Open list box. Menu David feed sub menu three local folder sub There we go. I want this folder called test to be a subfolder of davidgoldfield.fnw at gmail dot com davidjoldfield.fnw at gmail dot com one of one created a subfolder of combo box horizontal davidjoldfield.fnw at gmail leaving menus create folder button 
and there's a create folder button. Cancel button. Make sure Selected. that the test name, name edit. Yep, test is there. Cancel. Create so we'll folder go to button. The create folder inbox button. Navigate. And now there should be a test preview inbox one folder. I hope. Gmail level two drafts. I'm sent mail. I one. did a shift tab to move back to the folder. All list. mail one. Spam one. Trash. It better be important. Here. Start. Level one. Test three of ah, three. There it is. Very good. Okay. Um, level zero. So why would you want to do this? Obviously, you can move level one messages to folders. Uh, suppose I want to move little women to the test folder. I have no idea why I would really want to do that. Little women, David Gold. Let's find that. Little women, David. Now, um, I can from here press the applications key. That's the third key past the spacebar to the right of the spacebar or the context menu key, which is what I prefer to call it because it gives you a menu based on where you are. Context menu, open message in the tab. And I want to move this message. So I could just, instead of pressing down arrow and look for move, I'll just press M. Move to submenu, two of six, recent submenu. And it says move to. Um, there is a choice of recent folders. Favorites submenu. Favorites, you can actually list folders as favorites. Davidoldfield.fnw.gmail.com submenu, one of yep. three. And that's what I want. I want to move it to the test folder, which is within the submenu of davidgoldfield.fnw. Inbox, one of three. So we'll press right Gmails arrow. Test, three of three. And there's test. I'll press enter. Leaving menus, list view, FWD, blind fill. And Little Women has now been moved from the inbox folder to the test folder. Some of you are probably wondering can I create message rules? For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, message rules, which you can do with most email programs these days. By the way, the answer to that question is yes. A message rule is where you could say, Every time I get a message from John Smith, put it in the important folder. Or every time I get messages from this particular mailing list, put it in a folder that I have designated for that list. That's something that, you know, you might want to do. Or if there's a person that emails you that, you know, is sending you spam and you don't want to hear from them, you could say you know, when I get messages from this person, just, just trash them. Um, so you can do that. And I believe you can even say, hey, if there are certain keywords contained in the message, uh, move it to this folder. So if there are certain keywords you, you know, with, with spam that you want to avoid, certain types of profanity that you don't want to read, you can specify that uh, in message rules. You can do that with Thunderbird. You can do it accessibly. It's a little tricky at first if you've never done it before. Once you get the hang of it, you do it a few times, your muscle memory kicks in. Uh, if there's an interest in doing workshops detailing all this, I'd be more than happy to talk about that. Uh, and maybe we could do that for another time. The final thing I'm going to do is show you about this business of moving message headers around. I don't know about you, but I do not like hearing the subject first. Uh, that's just me. So I'm going to get rid of JAWS here. Of course, I did that with 
insert F4, JAWS is gone, or at least it's not running, and I will bring up NVDA. And you'll understand why I am doing that. NVDA, there we go. <clears throat> Loading NVDA, please wait. Taskbar. Surprise, you guys probably thought you were going to hear Microsoft David or eSpeak or something. You probably were not expecting to hear Eloquence, but I do use the Eloquence voices as well as acapella with NVDA. Yes, they are legal copies of these voices, in case anybody is wondering. Uh, you can now acquire these voices legally. Uh, they are not free, but they are rather inexpensive. So we have Eloquence running here. Rate 55. And I'll just slow that down a little bit. Let Inbox me field. Inbox field. go back into Thunderbird. FWD. Now, NVDA can also use add-ons. And actually, that's true for JAWS as well. Uh, for example, Lisi is, you could call it, an add-on. The developer doesn't use that term. They're basically some really uh, cool JAWS scripts. I believe that, um, oh, what's that program from Yes Accessible? There's a typing tutor. Uh, it's not talking typing teacher. Uh, typeability uh, is, is also a, a, an add-on that is designed specifically for JAWS. Well, there are add-ons, by the way, that are designed specifically for NVDA. They're, most of them are free. By the way, this eloquence that I'm using with NVDA is actually being run as an add-on. It's legal, but it's an add-on. Um, aside from eloquence and the acapella synthesizers, most add-ons uh, currently are free. And there are quite a lot of them that you can get to from the NVDA website. One of them is an add-on called Mozilla Enhancements. Now, I'm not going to do what I did in the beginning of this and uh, go onto the website and look for it and download it. I'm not going to spend time doing that. Mozilla Enhancements adds some additional features and keystrokes to both Thunderbird and Firefox. One of the things that it adds to Thunderbird, and this is the only thing I use it for, and it's frankly worth it. It would, frankly, I'd pay for it. It's, it's that big of a deal to me, is I can manipulate these headers. So I am in, FWD. I'm in, I'm in Thunderbird, and alert. I'm pointing to FWD. Blind webinar. Reading with this should say webinar. Um, I think JAWS says webinar because they have a dictionary exception for that. Well, I don't want to hear FWD first. I want to hear who it's from first and then the subject. So I'm going to, because I have this Mozilla add-on installed, I'm going to press insert H for headers. Now, again, I need to stress this is only currently if you're using the NVDA add-on. This is unfortunately not going to work for JAWS. I sure wish that we could get this done for JAWS as well. I should probably make it as a Lisi request if I haven't already done it and see if Brian is, uh, is uh, open to, to doing that. So I'm going to press insert H. And what should happen manage here... Manage columns dialog. List. Thread. Okay. It said manage columns dialog. And 
This is all part of the add-on. And the first thing I heard was thread. Now, this is a little tricky, but I want to go to the from or sender. So I'm going to go down with the down Start. arrow. Attachments. Read. Junk status. Subject. Correspondence. Date. So what I'm probably thread. looking Start. for... Attachments. Read. Junk status. Subject. Correspondence. Um, is, well, try correspondence. From is not showing here, and I, I think I know why, but... Up button mode plus now, two. if I press tab, there's a there's an up button which moves it up in the list of headers, down and there's a down button to move it up. Up button mode plus I can also press Alt U to press. just keep moving it up. Now, let's see how that sounds. Test David Goldfield. Test Test David Goldfield nine. Well, it moved me into the test folder, which I don't know why that happened, but that's fine. This is a good message to manage thread. Start. Attachments. Read. Junk stat. Subject. Correspondent. Up button. Alt plus U. Rest. Inbox. Davage. Old field. Okay. This is a bit of a bug because when I press the up button, uh, what it did... Tom Wilson Mesa Oz. Tom has left the meeting. What it did was it took me out of the dialogue back into Thunderbird. Unread. Read. Test David. Uh, which it's not really supposed to do. That is a bug. So what I'm going to do is bring up the add-on again. Manage columns. And I'm gonna tab button, over to down options. options button alt pressed. Press, inbox tabage. Select messages now, not checked. One of this part of the dialogue under options is accessible within Thunderbird. This is where I can decide what items, what headers I don't want and which ones I do want. Uh, I can't move them around or shift them. Thread check two. Star check three of twenty one. From check date of twenty, Gabriella Aldana has left the recipient from check date of twenty one. So from is checked. Unread read. Test David. Let's bring up insert H. This is actually not working the way it did for me. Manage column. And I don't know. Thread. Why. Start. Attachments. Read. Junk status. Subject. Oh, from. from. Up button alt plus U. Move that Rest. Up. Inbox. Unread read. Test it still isn't moving it. It's all the way down there. So. Manage. Up button alt plus U. List. Thread. Now this is live radio. What can I tell you? From. Let's try to see if I can. Inbox. Davidal. Unread. Read. You know, Test it's not working, and it really was before. I don't know why. Maybe I don't have the newest version of the add-on. But honestly, what should happen is I should be able to just press... I found it and more has left the... Up, 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 Alt-U, Alt-U. And then eventually what I would hear is unread David Goldfield retest or little women uh i'm gonna bring i'm gonna close nvda NVDA dialogue. and i'm gonna bring back jaws just because it's got some extra zoom hotkeys that will be of great benefit to me by the way there is now an nvda add-on for zoom which doesn't now you did hear an extra voice that's again because i'm using the lisi program don't worry about that. Uh, there is, by the way, an NVDA add-on that has just recently been released to provide some additional hotkeys for Zoom as well. Uh, what we're going to do now is I'm going to, well, first stop sharing my screen and make sure that I have done that. And then if there are questions, I will be glad to take them. Give me one second. I just want to. Good. Okay. So, now you won't be hearing my computer audio, and let's just 
Buttons and activate press space bar. Alt plus N. You are unmuted by host. Audio now unmuted. Email scan alert. Dialogue. Escape. HTTPS colon slash blank. Confirmation colon JMMTYT. Blank. Link HTTPS colon slash slash. Inbox dash with Zoom meeting. And my button to activate press space. Oh, let's unmute you. Uh, Chandra, are you there? Oh, there we go. Hold on. Okay, Jaya Chandra, you can unmute yourself. Yeah. There you go. Hi. Yeah, yeah. Hi, how are you? I'm all right. What can I do for you? Uh, is it better to use a uh, uh, portable Thunderbird or the installation one? Which one is better? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So, by the way, how do you pronounce your first name? Uh, my name is Jaya Chandran. Jay Chandra, okay, I didn't do too badly of a job. Okay, um, so yeah, so his question has to do with the fact that you can get what's called a portable version of Thunderbird. It's a little bit harder to find it, but the portable version doesn't actually install. You just copy it to some folders and you can run it. I have used portable Thunderbird. Um, I don't know that there are any disadvantages to using the portable version, honestly. Um, I used it on a thumb drive uh, on some... Uh, guys, I, I know a few of you have raised your hand. I will get to you, so uh, bear with me, uh, but I won't uh, forget you. Um, I, I, I think it's good if you're on a portable or an, a portable machine. If, if you're on a, another machine and you're, you don't want to install it, on that machine. I personally prefer to install the software and it's perfectly safe for you to do that. Uh, okay. Okay. So I can download it from thunderbird.net. Yeah. Yep. Perfectly okay. safe. Fine. Fine. Um, if you follow that blind Philadelphia group, I, I can get the messages regarding the, all the webinars, right? Actually, is there any other way? I'm sorry. I had difficulty following part of your question. Could you, could you try to repeat that? If I follow that blind Philadelphia that uh, email uh, group, oh yeah, I will be getting the the particulars and the details about the forthcoming webinars also, right? Or is there any other way I have to do? Are you I'm talking a, about I'm a recording? India. I'm from India. I'm from India. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm I'm still not. Are you talking about a recording of the webinar? No, no, no. What I'm asking is if I follow that uh, blind Philadelphia email group, right? Yes. Yeah, I will be getting the details of all the webinars, right? If there is anything, any webinars, you will be posting there. I, I'm so sorry. I, I do apologize, but I'm having trouble understanding you. I'm following you that uh, you're asking about the mailing list for the Philly Computer Users Group for the Blind. I got that. Now, I, if I follow... If you follow that... If I follow that blind Philadelphia, that, uh, that email group... Yep. Uh, I, I will be getting the all the details of the forthcoming webinars also, right? Yes. Uh, any webinar... You will be, be posting all the webinars there itself. Yeah, I think I understand that. Yes, I will be posting it to that list. Yeah. So you will be... If, if there is any webinars, you will be posting there, right? Y yes. Okay, okay. So that it will be one choice for me. That's why I ask. Okay. Sure. Uh, thanks a lot. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's see. Uh, let's get to some of you other guys. Hey, Tracy Musso, let's get to you next. Uh, okay, Tracy, you should be able to unmute. Yeah. Hi, hey. Dave, it's nice to meet you. 
Hey, Metro- you too. I'm in Toronto, Canada. Um, I, I, the one thing that you went through about creating a folder, I do it differently. I, I use NVDA and Thunderbird. Yeah. Um, I'm focused on the, in the inbox on the one I want to move. I hit enter on it and arrow down twice. Uh, I hear recent and Tracy and then one more. And then I push um, arrow right. And then I either go down or I type the letter of the folder I want it to go to, and it will go right there. Oh, uh, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and that's true. So you go to, do you go into the recent submenu? No, I go, I go one past you it. You go past it, yeah. And yeah. one arrow to the right. Oh, so, so that you go I to see favorites. inbox. As soon as I hear inbox, I know I'm in the right place. So then I type uh, over order or S. When I do S, it goes to send, and I do it again. It says ski for light. And I'll hit enter on that, and it will move that folder. Whatever my cursor is focused on, it will move it. Oh, yeah. No, that's absolutely right. And honestly, that's how I do it. I was just moving through the list of folders to let people hear that, right. in fact, you you can go through all the folders. But you're absolutely right. Um, I have a folder, well, I have tons of them, probably yeah. too many of them. But uh, on a list that I run, if there's a message about Office, uh, I move to the Office folder. And in the list, I just press O, and it, and it usually just goes right there. So no, you're absolutely right. You can use first letter navigation. Yeah. Um, and I picked up a couple of really good things from you, which is great. Um, I'm, I'm hoping I want to. I'd like to be on the list because I'd like to get more of yours, um, um, your webinars or whatever your talks because um, I found it very helpful today. Would I have to join the Philly or what blind thing or how, how do you post your meeting? You, well, I do post them there, and you are welcome to. Um, anybody even outside of Philly is welcome to join that. Um, I'm not going to kick someone out because they're not from Philly. In fact, I think I have. I might have had someone from Canada at one point on the list. I think I think um, Kim Kilpatrick might be because I think she's the one that forwarded it to me. Yeah, she might have. Um, probably the best list, though, is uh, there's a list that I run called FNW, which stands for Friday Night Workshops. Yes, I like that. Yep. So, and it's probably the shortest name on groups.io. So if you just write to FNW plus subscribe at groups.io, um, it'll get you on there. It is a very low traffic list. It's not an announce only list, but people tend not to post. I will just post uh, info about webinars that I do. I don't post webinars that other people do. That yeah. I usually put on the Philly computer users group list and often the list for bits which is the technology affiliate of acb for those who are bits members mm. so it's fnw plus subscribe subscribe yep at groups.io at groups.io yeah so any future friday night thing that i do uh i will definitely post to that list. Um, I don't do this every Friday night. That was actually a goal, but... Well, that's kind of hard. <laughs> it's, it, it was a bit ambitious um, without, you know, backup support. So it's, yes. it's sort of a, uh, I kind of say semi-regular thing. Yeah, whenever it happens. Whenever it happens. Yes, yeah. yes. That's very accurate. Whenever it happens. Okay, thank you. I'll let somebody else, somebody else might have their hand raised. No thank worries. You. Thank you, ma'am. All right. 
Let's see who has raised a hand. Give me a second, please. I'm so sorry. I probably should have gone with Cindy Hollis's suggestion of getting another host, which if it is offered, I will actually accept it. Uh, so I just lowered your hand, Tracy. Your arm must have been getting very tired. Okay. Uh, let's see who do. Okay. Okay. Uh, one, two, six, seven. You should be unmuted on the phone. Uh, oh, you can press, uh, sorry, star six if you need to unmute. I think you got it. David, it may be me. This is Jan Latuka. I don't hey, know, though. Jan. Um, the last four, four digits of my number are 1661. Is that what you're seeing? I, we have the numbers masked for privacy reasons, okay. uh, but I think so. Um, I didn't actually look at that, but yeah, that, that is you. So you're, you're on. Okay. Uh, as you probably know or remember, <laughs> I use web-based Gmail. So what I normally do is I hit F for Firefox, then I go down to... Um, Gmail, I hit enter there, and then it allows me to pick. We have three accounts on there, and I pick my account and I type in my password. If I'm if I'm switching to Thunderbird, what will be different? How will I how will I access my email using Thunderbird? Um, so, so tell me this. I'm sorry. So when you first open Gmail, you have to you enter your password every time. I do. Okay, so. When you go into Thunderbird, if you set it up and you can still use the same Gmail address that you've always used, so you're not going to lose right. any of your emails or any of your folders that right. you might have. Right. As soon as you open Thunderbird, um, usually, and you but, shouldn't but even have to do... How do I open Thunderbird? Is Thunderbird within Mozilla or uh, is it so, going to be an icon on my desktop or how do I get to it? Um, yes and yes. So, as you know, with Windows, you've got many different ways of performing a task, right? So, you could, um, the, okay, the way I do it, which is the easiest, is I do have, an, an, I'm sorry? No, it sounds good to me. The easiest, the easier, the better. <laughs> well, the easiest way, once you set it up, it's, it, it involves, you know, maybe three minutes of setup, and I know you're on the Blind Philly Comp list, so we can walk you through right. it if you need to. But Thank you. I have, an, as you said, an icon on my desktop that says Mozilla Thunderbird. You can rename it and call okay. it anything you want. You could just call it Thunderbird if you want. But what I then do is I assign a hotkey or a shortcut key to open that so that I don't even have to look for it. So anywhere I am on my computer whether I'm on the desktop or whether I'm in, you know, a website or whatever, I press Control-Alt-T, which is the hotkey I chose for Thunderbird, and wait about two seconds, and it's open. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I literally press Control-Alt-T. Uh, when you hear Mozilla Thunderbird inbox, sometimes, depending on the version... I have to press Shift-Tab once in order to focus on the list. But as soon as I do that, you are right in the inbox. No password. So I don't no, even need to put my password in, or do no, I? You don't. You, okay. you, you, you do for the very first time when sure. you're setting it up, as I demoed earlier. 
Right. But, but there's a checkbox, and this is actually the case on Gmail as well. There's a checkbox that basically says, remember password, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to and keep entering it. And if you're the only right. one who uses that computer, then you're safe to do that. Um, right. Obviously, if you're a parent and, and you've got teenagers around, right. and their friends are coming over. No, you don't, you don't want to remember your password because you don't want your kids and their grand and your grandkids, you know, looking at your email. Sure. Um, okay. It, and I don't know how to, how to, how to designate hotkeys, but I'll ask you that later. I'll, I'll send an email. To oh, you that is so easy. You, you wouldn't believe it. Um, okay, good. To, to summarize there, there's uh, when, when you are pointing to something on your desktop, this doesn't work for every single item on your desktop, but it works for most of them, and it will work for Thunderbird. You literally, instead of pressing enter to open it, um, you press, I want to make sure I am, you, uh, you, you press, uh, you know, I can't believe I'm blocking on this. It's either alt-enter or control-enter. <laughs> Send enter. me an email. I'll, yeah. I'll send you an email. It's okay. Oh, it's alt-enter. So when you're okay. putting the Thunderbird, you press Alt-Enter, and you'll hear Thunderbird Properties Dialog. And you hit the tab key a couple of times, and it'll say Shortcut Key, Hot Key, None. And it says None because by default, there's no hot key. You enter the letter that you want, like E for email or T for Thunderbird, whatever mm-hmm. you know works for you. Press Enter. And then from there on in, you press Control-Alt and whatever letter you chose, and... The program cool. opens. You don't even have to press enter. Sounds lovely. Thank you so much. Thanks for everything. Oh, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. So, and we have, it looks like we have Mike H. So, Mike H., you can feel free to unmute. You want? Are you, you should have a dialogue telling you that you can unmute. Okay, well. Uh, not, let's go to someone else for the moment. Uh, Chris Ann Schumacher, let's, can you unmute? You should have a dialogue. Am I not doing something right? I'm selecting ask to unmute. Hold on. Make sure it's not me. I'm so sorry about this, guys. I really do know how to use a computer. Honestly, you gotta believe me. Um, the Zoom window is possibly just being a little flaky. Let's just do this. Okay, let's try it now. Hold on. There we go. Let's try this again. Mike, can you unmute? Do you have a dialogue? Huh. Um, I'm Chris Ann. I am. There you unmuted. go. I <laughs> knew you would unmute. Yes. Hi. Hi. Um, I have two questions. All good things come to those who wait. Thank you. You're welcome, ma'am. How can I help? (laughs) I've been using Thunderbird for a long time. And one of the quirks that I see in it that I haven't been able to solve with JAWS is when you open a message, it just reads, starts to read wherever it feels like. Sometimes it's at the top. Sometimes it reads the header information four or five times in a row. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it, uh, if there's a blank line or anything at the top of the message, it doesn't start to read at all, and I have to use the JAWS say all, you know, to start it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I mean, I'm used to that, but it it does do that, and I, <laughs> I've always wondered why, you know. Yeah, so I have noticed that, and as you say, it, it, it's it's random. 
Uh, particularly, sometimes it appears to start from the beginning, but then when I hit the control key, I'm like on paragraph 25 exactly. somewhere. And I, I, I don't necessarily know that I have a workaround. I would just say, not only to you, but to anybody who's having weirdnesses with Thunderbird and whatever screen reader you use, is contact whoever makes your screen reader, in your case, Freedom Scientific. Um, I, I'm not um, criticizing them, but I think that, you know, for understandable reasons, they're really focusing on Outlook, and and for good reason. Uh, but I don't know that Thunderbird is as much of a priority for them. They're really focused on corporate users, and I'm glad for that, because a lot of us are. Um but I think they need to hear from as many people as possible to say, hey, there's more than just Outlook out here. I wrote um, a very long wish list of things that I wanted to see in JAWS 2020 and beyond. I have it on good authority that some folks from Freedom Scientific have seen that. And one of the things I wrote in that wish list, uh, which is very long, but I wrote about the fact that we need better support for Thunderbird. And um, I, I, you know, I just hope that I, I think more people just need to advocate for it. And my other question is, for some reason, uh, it started on its own <clears throat> to I, I will access my email either through Thunderbird on my computer mm -hmm. or on my iPhone. I have a Yahoo account through yeah, AT&T. Sure. Um, and some of my messages come into my Thunderbird inbox. But some of my messages do not, and they go into the archive folder on my phone. And I do not know why that's happening, and I do not know how to stop making that happen. Um, so, they're, so they randomly fall into the archive folder on your phone, and then when that happens, are they consistently in the archive folder in Thunderbird when you then open that up? I don't even see an archive folder there. In Thunderbird, Ooh, I, I just take them off my phone. Uh -huh. If I want to be able to access them with my computer, I move them from the archive folder to my inbox. And then they do come into my Thunderbird client uh, inbox. <laughs> How odd. I don't have an answer. I've not seen that type of behavior. I know that Thunderbird does have a local archive folder, which is for it, not for your email client. I've never heard of the iPhone sort of doing its own archive folder, but there could be some issue with Yahoo that I'm not familiar with. I have not had a Yahoo email address in quite some time. And I don't know if there are any quirks with that. Could be. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, yeah. Well, I have tried to play around on the Yahoo you know, website, you know, retrieving my mail from the website to see if there's anything that needs to be changed. And I really don't, I don't see anything. Sure. Um, so I, as, as long as I know, it, it's just one of those things where if I don't see something in my inbox that each day I check both the archive folder on my phone in the inbox and I get everything. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to do that. That's, that's uh, an extra bit of drama that I think none of us really needs to do. Yeah. Uh, you might want to just go on Google and just do some general searches about, you know, Yahoo emails occasionally going to archive folder. I mean, I'm not being sarcastic because if this is a problem you've had and if you can easily make it happen, then it stands to reason that others 
have also seen it. And believe me, if, if, if it's even somewhat common, uh, someone's documented it somewhere on, on the web and Google will, will find it. Yeah, because I, I thought, well, did I do something in message filters or some of the other settings that are in Thunderbird to, to tell it to do that? And yet it's, it's, not, it's not even uh, <clears throat> consistent as to whose messages go where. Sometimes they go. <laughs> you yeah. can't really. Pre- yeah. You could do that in filters, but I think if you had, you would know because it's really hard to accidentally do something like that. Yeah. Uh, so I would tend to doubt it. Uh, probably if I were if I were looking at your machine, I would certainly check it, um, and I'd I'd go through everything with you know like that. But I, I it's not something again because I haven't dealt with Yahoo in so long. I I don't know what current issues they might have. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Sorry, I could be a very little help to you. <laughs> thank you, Chris Ann. All right. Let's see. Mike H., let's try you again since I think you still have your hand raised. Oh, uh, there you go. All right. There I, we have you now. I'm using a Fire tablet and something changed and it uh, had to be reset in permissions. What I was wondering is where is, if, any of the archive of this webinar going to be hosted? So uh, I am recording it. And once the recording has been properly edited and all the blank space and the ums and the errs are excised, uh, that will go on my website, which is davidgoldfield.org. I know your people's next question is, okay, so when's that going to happen? Um, I don't know. Uh, probably not next year but not tomorrow. Um, I'm really the the one who's doing the editing, and um, it's just a question of finding enough time to do it. So my my plan is to do that, and I believe it will happen. It's probably not going to happen uh, in the immediate future, but certainly in the foreseeable future. It'll be on my website. Uh, Someone wrote to me and said, oh, I went to your website. I didn't see any archives. Right now, there is no archive of webinars, but I I do hope to have this up there. Okay, thank you very much. No worries. All right, let's see if we have any raised hands. Give me a second, please, guys. I will get to as many of you as I can. Hey, Rob Armstrong, can you unmute? There you go. Hello. Hi, I have two questions. I'll try to give you two answers. Okay, good. Maybe Ho- hopefully they'll be relevant to the questions. Okay, we'll try. Um, yes, sir. Is there a, a what formats? Um, if I wanted to import my messages from uh, <clears throat> another um, email client into Thunderbird, what for, what message? What import formats does a Thunderbird accept? Um, it does accept several formats. What I would say, though, is if this is a typical IMAP account. It's not an IMAP account. It's a pop. I was afraid you were going to tell me that. Um, yes, it can. There is an import option in the file menu, I believe. Nope, I'm wrong. In the tools menu. And you can do that. And that is up. There is an import option in tools. Um, Your choices are, oh, 
may not tell you on the import. I, I could probably go to the export and see what choices I have. If, if, if I can export it in some format, I should probably be able to import it in that format. Yeah, you, you can import address books, I know, if they're in the um, you know, CSV format. Um, you, you can import settings, uh, and you can import mail uh, from POP3 accounts. Okay, it looks like it supports uh, Becky, which I have not used that in years. Uh, it does support Outlook as well. Uh, I'm not seeing, I'm a little surprised, but I'm not seeing other email programs in the import list. Okay. Um, I have, I don't think I've used it to import mail. I know I've used it to import address books from Outlook Express, which I saved as CSV files. Um, so you, you don't have many choices. Basically, Outlook and Becky. I'm a little surprised that it doesn't support uh, like the Windows Mail program. Okay, that posed some minor problem. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, um, the, the, the other question is, um, it's not a biggie, but um, I've got a nice laundry list of, of email addresses in my current um, client that, um, that I have sent emails to and this kind of thing. Is there a, is there a way to um, get that into Thunderbird? Yeah, from, a, from an address book? Mm, not really an address book. Per se, but but you know, like you know where um, like Thunderbird uh, will will collect all the addresses that that I email and that email me that I reply to this kind of thing. Oh, in the address history. Yeah, um, and yeah. so is there a way to import address history from another program? I I don't think so. I've never seen that as an option. Okay. Yep. Sorry about that. That's okay. Thank you. Oh, no worries. Uh, let's see who is. Look at the. Hey, Beverly. Oh, okay. on, on mute. Oh, you are, you are muted. There we go. Why don't you unmute now? You should see a dialogue that is asking you to unmute. I hope. Try it now. There you go. We got you. I was trying to do all day. Okay. Um, I have an email address for work that ends in .edu because I work at a university. So it's really, though, a G Suite account. So if I'm adding it to <clears> Thunderbird, <throat> is adding it manually my only choice or does it have uh, – it's probably not going to recognize it as a Google address. Does it have a way to create a, a Google account or a Yahoo account like, like the iPhone does in their email program? I mean, oh, I, haven't, I see. I, yeah. No, it doesn't. No. It doesn't give you like generic Types. lists of hey, so what are you on Google? You on Yahoo? Are you on? Oh, Verizon? it doesn't do that. Okay. No. So I'll probably no. have to do it manually if it doesn't recognize. I think that you will. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we have a list of instructions of the server names. I have a lot of it in my head. I I know the incoming and outgoing, but when it gets to, does it require SSL or QRS or whatever? Some of those things. Then I, then I get a little confused, but. I'll look up the instructions. That is, yeah, that's where when you first configure it, you know, it's going to say, okay, what's your email address? Right. And, and if it doesn't recognize it as a right, email what, address, you, you could, you could, yeah, you you would have to go to the button that says um, manually configure. Right. 
And then there's some places where you can enter some specific info. And in your case, that may be something that you have to do. It's not hard. I just have to find the list of things to enter. <laughs> yeah. So it's an EDU, but it's through Google. Oh, yeah. We're on the Google server now, totally. Um, oh, yeah. There, there, is my, there is Microsoft Exchange for some of the administrators. But, yeah, um, it is a Google address. And if you have, if they have the generic list and you tell it it's a Google account, it recognizes it that way, even if you put your university address and it yeah. knows all the server information. Okay. But, um, I'll probably have to do it manually. That's okay. Oh, no worries. Just, just curious. Okay. Thank you. Oh, no worries. Good to hear from you then. You too. It's good. Um, good workshop. You learn something even from listening to everything. Um, Thanks. All right. Let's see if we have any other raised hands. If we do, I'll stay on for a while and get to you as I promise. No, it looks like we have no raised hands. Uh, let me just check really quick. Oh, looks like we do have a few raised hands. Maybe not. Let me just check one second. Uh, we may be at the end here, but I just want to, I think, yeah, I think we do not have any raised hands. So that is all right. Um, give me, oh, there is a raised hand. I'm so sorry. Uh, we have someone in the 505 area code. Uh, you should be able to unmute by pressing star six if you still have a question. Maybe not. Let's just go through this list. I think we are probably about done. Um, Tracy, it says your hand's raised. I know you had a question before. I don't know if your hand just never got lowered. Uh, if you do have a question, feel free to unmute. Otherwise, you can just ignore the prompt. Oh, there you are. I Hello. can't unmute. Oh, you know, we... Uh, when you said you can't unmute, we heard you. So try it again. Can you hear me? Yes, now we can. Oh, it says I can't, but anyway, I'm holding the space bar down. Okay. Um, I don't. I didn't think Ms. Um, Thunderbird had a mobile app. It does not. Okay. It does not. There are some mobile that. apps for Firefox. They have not done one for Thunderbird. I haven't heard of any plans to do yeah. that yeah i know um the other thing that you might find helpful for zoom is uh when people raise their hand it usually goes um below i think below the um host it does but it's now behaving very inconsistently oh <laughs> it does yes. that too yes okay uh and the just the order in which i was hearing things when i tab is now being really flaky Oh, okay. uh, it's it's well, almost like it's just it's just fed up and it's just saying whatever I'm just gonna show you whatever I can show you and <laughs> so yep okay. but you're right okay thanks you're welcome take care all right uh let's see if we have anything ever anyone else if not we will end it lower her hand okay one more minute I think we're probably going to end this uh looks like Edward's iPad, you are, see if you can unmute yourself on your iPad now. There you go. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hey. Um, you mentioned X Unicode at one point in the, that it was announced in certain places. Yes. I turned that off in JAWS for my wife by going into settings in JAWS and turning off recognized foreign language. Oh, how interesting. Okay. Yep. I see what you mean. Um 
I will take a look at that. Um, so I see. So it's kind of like the, though it's a language thing. I'm not familiar with recognized foreign language. I know they have some dialect switching. Do you mean the, uh, do you mean where it switches to a different language? No, it just recognizes. Uh, you can give me a call or I could call you. Um, this is Aiden Sabe in the ACB list. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll look for that setting. Okay, and if you can't find it, uh, give me a buzz. Thank you. Or an email, whatever. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Thanks. Uh, All right, thank you. Uh, Okay, Edward, thank you for lowering your hand. I'm sure your arm feels a lot better. Let's see. Let's see. I think we're nearly done. All right, I think we are just about done. I was scheduled to wrap this up at 9.30. It's now 10.17. I have no idea how long the community channel decided to carry this, but uh, first, I'd really like to thank them for carrying whatever portion of the presentation that they did. Um, Hopefully, it did not hurt their uh, listenership. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who uh, participated and, and just hung out with us, thank you. And uh, particularly for those of you who stayed here for the entire, you know, two hours and 15 minutes or so, uh, that was most kind. Um, so again, if any of you would like to write to me, you can feel free to do that. I would please respectfully ask that you not write with a lot of specific support questions. It's better if you direct those to a public mailing list or discussion group, uh, first of all, because that widens the net, so to speak, allowing more people with different levels of knowledge and perspectives to help. And in all honesty, I don't have the time. I'm not saying I don't have the desire but I don't know that I have the time to provide in-depth one-on-one support through email. And, and frankly, if I tried, I, I think you'd be disappointed um, just because of my own time constraints. But if you have suggestions for future Friday night workshops, what I like to do is either do a demo of a piece of software, but what I also like to do is focus on a specific task. Um, for example, I'm thinking of doing one on how to use the touch cursor in JAWS because I think it's a very important and powerful and perhaps very underused uh, feature. So um, uh, if, you're, if you have an idea of, you know, I've always wanted to learn more about how to do this, uh, either with, you know, on Windows or on the iPhone, um, i, I personally don't use the Mac, so it wouldn't be of much help with that. But if you have ideas for future sort of task-based classes, let me know. Another thing that I really want to do is to do a series of workshops or classes on using Microsoft Teams. This is a program that I use quite regularly at work, and I'm pretty comfortable with it for the most part. I wouldn't say I know everything about everything regarding Teams, but I am pretty comfortable with it. Uh, The problem is that Microsoft has not released a version of Teams for Windows for personal use with 365 Personal. Um, If you have a business account, you can get it. 
uh, and they have released an iOS version. But what I really want is the Windows version. And I obviously can't use the version that I have at work because we use that for internal communication. So at some point, what I hope to do is I'll be announcing a series of Friday night classes on different tasks that you can do with Teams. There are some webinars out there. The problem with a lot of webinars, including this one, I guess, is that they try to cover everything in the space of an hour to an hour and a half. And in my, and I, I think that's great for an introduction, but it's not the best way to learn a program. So I'm hoping to do a series of tasks, uh, task-based courses or classes with Teams, but I'd be open to doing it with other programs as well, including um, Thunderbird and, and you know, maybe uh, Office or some web techniques, uh, certain, you know, skills with either JAWS or NVDA. So if you have any ideas for those, those I would love to hear about. You can email me at email at davidgoldfield.org, uh, not .com. I used to have the .com domain, but I let it lapse, and I'm sorry I did because now it's been taken. But uh, info or email, anything before the at sign will get to me, anything at davidgoldfield.org. My website is davidgoldfield.org. Um, I do have a blog where I write about a lot of various things. Most of it is technology-based, not all of it, um, but the majority of it lately is. So um, I would, again, finally like to thank, first of all, the American Council for the, of the Blind for, number one, posting this community call on their list of calls, which they did not have to do. Uh, I'd like to thank them for choosing to put it on the community channel, which I wasn't expecting, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, I guess we'll see if that that's either going to make or break me, but uh, <laughs> we'll find out. And, um, and just to thank all of you for just choosing to give up other more fun things that you could have been doing on a Friday night to hang out with me uh, jabbering about Thunderbird. So, um, God bless you uh, in this in these crazy times. Please stay safe and uh, as safe as you can, and try to be healthy. Uh, take good care of yourself, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Wishing you the best. Bye.